Welcome to another edition of the Spoon Mob Podcast. My name is Ray. I am your host. On today's episode, going to be talking about Akatsuki. It's a private catering company that Chef Kevin Wang started a couple years ago. And he did a pop-up restaurant version of it called Sushi Pop about oh a year or so ago. It was in September of 2019 he did it. Uh, he held it at Vaso, which is this rooftop kind of restaurant. And uh, they also have an outdoor kind of bar area, rooftop bar, uh, over in Dublin in the Bridge Park area where they're doing all that kind of construction, renovation. Uh, it's on top of, I think it's the Aloft Hotel or Aloft. Some people call it that too. I say Aloft, but neither here nor there. It was a four-day event that he did. Uh, I first found out about it on Instagram, um, just constantly on the hunt for any sort of good quality sushi restaurant in the state of Ohio. Those are few and far between, it seems. So wound up uh, getting tickets. I think it was through like Eventbrite or whatever. We did the third day. I think we were either the third or the last day. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I know we were definitely the second seating. There was two seatings each day. So he basically did, you know, eight dinners in a four day span. Um, it was a pretty cool experience. I haven't been back to Vaso really since. Um, Vaso itself seems kind of like your standard restaurant. They do the igloo thing in the winter where you can rent an igloo and be in their patio. Uh, the rooftop bar seems okay. There's not really much to look at. It's a lot of trees. Um, the, the viewpoint that you get, the vantage point from up there. Drink list, so-so. Uh, wine list was okay. Nothing special, nothing to write home about. I don't really remember too much about the cocktails and stuff like that, but the main point of going to Vaso was for Sushi Pop. So um it was a really cool experience there was probably maybe like 12 of us kind of around a you know long rectangle table definitely in the private kind of dining private party area of vaso kind of in the back corner uh so we were all in there ourselves fellow foodies and stuff like that uh some people i think one girl kind of knew kevin um and his wife came to uh the one I don't remember if she was in our dinner, if it was a different dinner, but she definitely um, experienced one of the dinners too that he did. It was a few different courses, and then there was also cocktail pairings um, that they did too as well. I'm trying to remember the the guy's name. It was from Curio. He was the the bartender there, or the the cocktail artist, mixologist. Um, Travis Travis Owens. So it was the two of them. Travis was doing the drinks and then Kevin was doing the food. So the first course was uh, pretty much uh, sesame paired with three different kind of vegetables. There's mushrooms, uh, kind of cucumbers. And um, what was the third one? <sighs> I can't remember off the top of my head. I mean, I'm looking at it right now and I still can't remember what the third vegetable was. But the cucumbers are really good. Mushrooms, I'm not super big on mushrooms. They're still pretty good on their own right. I'm just not really big. I'm not a really big mushroom person. So um, I know when I get a real good one, but kind of anything like less than amazing mushrooms, I couldn't, couldn't really tell you too much about. But definitely the cucumbers. The second course was hamachi tataki. Uh, seared yellowtail was the primary fish. And then there was uh, some misu ponzu included too as well that was really good 
um, you know, light buttery fish. Miso soup came after that, which I'm also not a super big, you know, fan of, of miso soup. I've had it pretty frequently. Um, I really only had like one super great version. This version is really, really nicely done. Uh, it was really good. It's probably the second most memorable miso soup I've ever had. Um, now that's not something I normally seek out, but I've definitely had it at various, you know, sushi and, and Japanese restaurants. Uh, after that was a sashimi course. There was a whole bunch of different fish, uh, included in there as well as a prawns head. Uh, you know, there's some salmon, some more, uh, hamachi. I think some mackerel was in there, some wasabi too. So that was a really, then we're starting to kind of get into like the actual fish and sushi and stuff. And then from there we get into the nigiri, um, which is my favorite. So bunch of different fishes, amberjack, yellowtail, salmon. Uh, there was some, some tuna on there too, as well. I think probably the one that I liked the most was probably the yellowtail or the amberjack. Um, the, the tuna was good. I think he said that he got that specific tuna from Mexico, if I remember correctly during the dinner. And it wrapped up with, uh, with a dessert that was just like uh, fresh strawberries, some cream. And then there was like some almost like a lemon shaved ice. And that was really nice too, as well. Just kind of, it was simple, but it all worked together. Everybody hung out for a while after that. Just kind of, I mean, we were asking questions throughout the night, chat with Kevin and everything. Um, and Travis too. And then they were talking about kind of food scene in Columbus, kind of how they got into it and everything. Um, their backgrounds as well as, you know, plans, you know, I think they still, want to open a restaurant eventually kind of together to see if they can, can do something together. Um, Kevin is actually going to be opening a restaurant up in Cleveland. Um, those details are going to come out in probably a month or two. Uh, he said, I actually talked to him, uh, for the interview. So he mentions that on the podcast that's going to be coming out on Thursday. Uh, he talks, you know, we kind of go in depth on, his culinary career, how he got started, uh, major influences, you know, why he chose sushi, issues with uh, sushi in Columbus, kind of, a um, whole bunch of different stuff. I mean, it is really cool to talk to him. I think it's about an hour and 20 minutes. I mean, almost an hour and a half. Uh, we did it over Zoom. And, you know, I really appreciate him taking the time to, to chat. It was awesome. I am disappointed that he's going up to Cleveland for the next, you know, year or two. Really hoping that, you know, his next thing was going to be opening a restaurant down here in Columbus, a sushi counter. Just we don't we don't have one. We don't have any real great sushi restaurants here. I've tried a bunch of them. Probably all the ones that you're thinking about right now, any that you've heard the name, they're just not they're just not up to par. They're not up to what you would find in the major markets. Kevin is you know, his sushi pop experience was the closest thing that I've found to something that you would find in a major city like New York, Chicago, San Francisco, LA, whatever, you know, Atlanta, Austin. Um, we just, Columbus just doesn't have that, um, you know, type of experience that he's going to be able to provide whenever he opens the restaurant. So it does suck that we're losing him to Cleveland. Uh, it's only, you know, hour and a half, two hour drive. So that is nice that it can pop up there. 
once that opens and everything and he's doing his thing up there. Um, so I look forward to, you know, getting the more details and stuff about what he's got going on. But sushi is just something like, you know, for myself, I was never super big on it. I remember the first time I had it, uh, it was with my buddy Garrett and another coworker at the time out in Wichita, Kansas. We were kind of bar hopping downtown and then wound up popping over at like 11 at night to this sushi restaurant in like a strip mall uh, on the backside of Old Town. And um, that was kind of really my first experience with sushi. It was enjoyable. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't probably the best quality of sushi ever since Wichita isn't exactly a place that you would think to find high quality sushi either. But, you know, from there it was, you know, my wife teasing me that I didn't like sushi cause she never saw me eat it, but we didn't, we didn't have anything. You know, I never really found anything in Columbus on my own. You know, we had sushi rock for a little bit after I moved down to Columbus back, but I think that closed in like 2013 and there's a bunch of places that do sushi rolls and stuff like that, but I'm looking for, you know, I'm always on kind of the lookout for nigiri, um, something kind of in, in that style, just the fish, the rice. I, I don't really want it wrapped in a roll, um, you know, loaded up with sauce. I think over saucing is definitely something that we have an issue with in Columbus and the sushi spots that there are, or just poor quality of fish. Um, and Kevin kind of goes into a little little bit of that on our on our interview here, but I definitely wanted to give a shout out to kind of the sushi pop experience since we didn't really cover that. Um, we kind of ran out of time. I probably could have pushed it and gone longer with him. I didn't necessarily want to. He's probably going to come back on the podcast once they open up in Cleveland, just talk about the concept and everything that you know they're they're going to be doing, the reason behind you know all that stuff. Um, we just weren't able to go into too much in depth right now, just until they finalize some details and get an opening date and everything. So, but it was really cool. Um, you know, like I said, for him to come on the podcast, you know, second chef working on getting some other setup, but definitely be on the lookout for that. That's going to drop on Thursday. Um, still have a parts now known dropping on Wednesday. That's going to be on Mississippi Delta. And then we'll have more stuff coming out in the future. Eventually when we run out of kind of the restaurant reviews, and that's going to be a while. I mean, those are going to go at least into the summer um, with some I've already recorded and then others that I still got to do, you know, even with coronavirus and not being able to eat out as much and stuff like that. Um, there definitely will be enough, to, uh, at least on Mondays to go into the summer. And then we'll probably shift, you know, if I run out of those, I'll shift uh, the chef interviews over to Mondays and, you know, parts now known. I think we're on. I don't know, 20, 21 episodes that we've done and there's like 88 total. So we'll be, that'll take us through the rest of the year too as well. And then I don't know what we'll do next. We might do um, fuck that's delicious. We might come up with some sort of concept, you know, for the action Bronson food show, since we both kind of like that show too. Uh, I don't think we'll be doing any sort of recap with somebody feeds Phil. I'm just, I can't get into that show. It's just, it just doesn't work for me. Um, and there's just not enough seasons of like the David Chang want to do anything like that. But who knows? We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But again, thanks to Kevin for coming on the podcast. Um, like I said, he's the second one. Make sure to check out the Jay Clevin interview that I did. Uh, he was 40 minutes or so. We talked about kind of his start, how he got moved to Columbus, 
you know, how he wound up at Cleaver and Rock Mill and all that stuff. So that podcast is out in the feed. That's like podcast number 80 um, too as well. So make sure you give that a listen if you haven't. And then, um, you know, there'll be more chefs in the future too as well. And and as the, the podcasts come out, they'll replace kind of the, the bio write-up section that I did. The bio write-ups are pretty much like a placeholder until we can get that chef on the podcast and kind of go through their actual culinary history. I do an extensive amount of research on these guys, but it's all, you know, you don't ever really have two or three of the same sources almost. Like, you know, it'll say they worked here and this year and, and their LinkedIn will say something else. And then, you know, some major newspaper will say something different. So you're kind of piecing it all together. And, you know, a lot of times there's just stuff that's not, that doesn't line up. And, and like with Kevin, you know, he worked at a bunch of places that just aren't publicized. Um, nobody's ever really done an interview, like a full-fledged kind of interview with him, at least a local, you know, publication in Columbus. He's been on a couple podcasts and stuff before. So it was cool to really go into the detail of, you know, I was here, then I moved here, then I came back, like this is why, and and all that stuff, and really kind of dive into why he landed at some of these restaurants that he worked at, what he learned and, and all that stuff. So it was a really cool interview. Um, but that's kind of the theme. And you'll, as more of these come out, you'll kind of understand the theme of what we're doing. And then once the podcast interview comes out, that'll, uh, that'll replace the, the written bio. So when you go to the page, you'll have basic, you know, kind of contact information where they're at right now. And then all the courses, and where those courses are from, you know, that I ate that they actually cook. So like for Kevin, it's all stuff at Sushi Pop until I get up to his new Cleveland restaurant. Uh, then that stuff will be incorporated. It always goes oldest to, to, to latest too as you scroll down. So when you start at the top, that's going to be the oldest. That way you can kind of see also to the, the growth of not only the plating style, but maybe the dish creativity and stuff like that too. So that's kind of the logic as to why it starts with the oldest and going to newest. Um, appreciate everybody listening. Just kind of wanted to put this one out there, give Sushi Pop kind of its its own podcast and provide some updates on what we're doing with the website in 2021, looking to grow it. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Make sure to you know help spread the word um, to you know, anybody who listens to podcasts that you know. Tell them check it out. You know, they, they might like what we're doing. If not, you know, that's okay too. But appreciate everybody, you know, follow along with the Instagram and, and all that stuff. Make sure to check out the website as, as things are updating pretty frequently as, you know, try different restaurants. And, and there's new pages up uh, about Brett Fife, who's over at Ghost Rider Public House out in Johnstown. We eat there. Um, there's going to be a page coming up on uh, Olivia Hammond over at Spec too as well. Always, you know, looking to add some stuff for the wine section too and champagne and and still dabbling in sake here and there too. So, but yeah, make sure, you know, if you haven't been to the website in a little bit, check it out. Uh, it's probably different, pretty different from the last time that you were there. And if you were there recently, there's definitely going to be some new stuff. So 2021, you know, first half's going to suck, but hopefully, um, you know, we're able to provide some good content for everybody listening. And uh, appreciate everyone. And we'll talk to you guys. Uh, talk to you guys later.